Welcome to Modern Animism Radio. I'm your host, Laura Giles. It's just after Halloween and the U.S. election. We're coming to the end of Mercury in retrograde, a full blue moon, and we're still in COVID. So lots of liminal energy turning things up. I'm kind of scattered because of it, so guess what? <laughs> Our podcast is going to be too. Um, there's a lot happening. So I'm just going to share my take on some of the things from an animist perspective. So it's not the animist perspective. If you ask 50 animists for their take, you're going to get 50 different responses. So think of this as like a talking circle of two. So you and me, but you get to be the listener. Um, <laughs> so take what works for you. Let some things open your mind if they do and walk away from other things. It's all good. Just kind of. Um, you know, see what strikes you. So let's give thanks to the elements and ancestors first. I acknowledge and thank the element of earth for giving us food, so many good harvest foods right now, uh, a home, stability, a strong foundation, a sense of belonging, and our community. I, I just thank God for our community. Uh, I acknowledge and thank the element of air for helping me to be inspired, um, asking questions of, of all the stuff that's going on around me. and. Um, Staying in touch with you. Hopefully we, we make a connection, even though it is a one-way conversation. Um, thanks also for helping us to hear the whispers of the other world, which hopefully you guys got to be in touch with your people. Um, and I acknowledge and thank the element of fire for giving us the power to create change within ourselves and the outer world and a sense of responsibility to keep things balanced. And that's really kind of why I'm talking about what I'm talking about today. It's a, it's a way of standing in my power. Um, I acknowledge the element of water and thank you for reminding us to go with the flow. And I ask you all to do that too today in this podcast, helping us to feel so that life is meaningful adventure. And I'm kind of in my feels today. I know you don't hear me talk about feels too much. I'm not a feeler so much, <laughs> despite being triple water. Um, but that's kind of what's inspired me to talk about these things. So um invite you on that journey with me. And water, I thank you for taking us to dark places to see what's hidden so that we keep growing. And that's why we're talking too, just to kind of bring that stuff out. Acknowledge and thank our loving, helping ancestors from the human, plant, animal, and mineral kingdoms. I thank you for the blessings that we receive that are both seen and unseen and ask you for your continued support so that we can continue to be of service to all. That's what we're here for, right? And a big thank you to all our listeners and supporters for being here. Thank you for your comments and questions. If you like what you hear, please let us hear your voice on our Facebook group. Um, Pain Society isn't a majority rules type of organization or even one that has any dogma at all. So we want to hear your voice, even if you have an unpopular stance. So you may be the child in the parade who points out that the emperor is naked. So enlighten us. And if you'd like to support our organization with a donation, you can do that at buymeacoffee.com buymeacoffee, yeah, forward slash Pan Society. So lots has been happening. Um, I'm going to start with uh, my trip to the battlefield, which happened a couple of days before Halloween. Um, for those of you who have been listening to me for a while, I talk about battlefields a lot. I write about battlefields. There's some blogs, um, blog posts about that. Because I, I live in Rich, a lot of, I work in Richmond. Uh, Virginia, which was the Confederate capital uh, and really an area that had a whole lot of fighting in the American Civil War. And uh, there's a slave trade here. We have the, the Slave Trail, which is now a tourist um, attraction. People can learn about that. And there's a lot of blood in the land. 
lots and lots of blood on the land. And the battlefield that I went to isn't the only one. There's lots of them around here where lots of people died. I think there was um, 7,000 in an hour. And uh, in one hour of fighting, 7,000 with close close combat. So this isn't like, you know, you're bombing people. This is like, yeah, anyway, you get the picture. So there's a, a lot of um, spirits roaming the land, lots of disturbed stuff, and you feel it. Uh, it's a pretty conservative place, but it, there's layers to Richmond. And, and um, there's fun, fun pieces too, but a lot of people feel that darkness, that heaviness that comes from having the slavery and the fighting that happened here. So going to battlefields on, on days like uh, Ancestor Day are, are things that I like to do. Memorial Day to honor the people who sacrificed for whatever they believed in. Well, for both sides. It's not even about, you know, doing the right side because that battle's already over. It's really just, you know, you died here, you bled here, and let's, let's clear that up so that it's no longer here. And that's really what I was doing there. Um, and I kind of say this ancestor day is over, but something to give you something to think about. You know, your ancestors are absolutely your DNA people, but it's more than that. There's ancestors of the land that need tending. And I think this is so important for the new animists that are coming up today because we carry such a burden for all the people, for all the generations who didn't have a way to uh, come clean spiritually, who didn't have any tending, who are forgotten, and they're still here. If you can do that, if you can be of um, comfort to the dead, help them move on, honor them, speak their stories, see their names, in any kind of way, if it's one or two people, it's helpful, I think. So that's why I did that. Um, It was a glorious day, really, really beautiful, clear skies. And actually, this place that I went to was, was, I've been to before, and it has been pretty disturbed, but it was pretty peaceful on that day. So it was really, really enjoyable. Uh, Walk through the woods and through the lands where these people died. Um, Something else, like I said, that you might want to think about doing with your time. And it helps to ground you, it helps to ground me to the land and this place where I live, helps me to get to know it a little bit better and where it's been and where it's going. So it was very, very useful. Um, Ancestor Day, as you know, is a time to honor your ancestors, speak their stories, remember them. And, of course, I do that every day. So that wasn't really – it was a little bit uh, more of a production. Um, We were going to do a public one so that people who were new to it could join in. Uh, It was cold. We were going to do a bonfire outside. It was cold and rainy, and so we ended up canceling it. So my Ancestor Day was um, solo. And it, you know, was involved with a dinner and all that. So it was a little more than I do on on the average day. But I didn't get anything particularly different than I would on any other day. But something cool did happen that I want to share with you because um, who knows, it could happen to you if you start to explore animism and, and kind of open up to what's available. So went to sleep that night. Um, and wasn't really expecting anything particular to happen. And I was awakened in the middle of the night really uh, abruptly. And, and I was in a really deep sleep. And I'm a lucid dreamer, so I don't always know when I'm awake and when I'm asleep if I'm in the bed. <laughs> Somebody else's ancestors came to me. 
and talked to me for a long time in, in lots and lots of details. And it was a very vivid, really colorful, really interesting experience. And um, the next day I told this person about it, and it's very, very meaningful to him. So this actually happens to me with two two friends whose mothers that I knew um, when they were still alive, and they will come and give me messages for their one's a son and one's a daughter. And I think it just happens because I'm more receptive and I'm open to the message and, you know, they get it to where it's going however they can. Um, So you may not just get messages for yourself. You could get messages for other people. And um, if you're not ready for that, open for that, it could be kind of a scary thing. So I think it's something we need to talk about just to kind of put it out there that this could happen. Um, Yeah. So it was a really cool experience for for both of us, um, especially because I didn't know this person, you know, and it's it's a need to get things validated when you tell them this is what happened, this is what happened. So really neat. I'm sure that happens to other people too. Um, Another thing that's going on is this election. (laughs) So I'm actually recording uh, on Monday, and this is going to play on Wednesday. So from where I'm talking, the election hasn't happened yet. There's a lot of lots of worry, and people are just like, blah, 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 blah. Um, I voted already. I think a lot of us have voted already, done the early voting thing. So I'm not going to be in that madness. I have not listening to the TV. I mean, I know what I think. I, I don't need to research anything. I don't need to hear people hating on each other. It's just really, really anxiety-provoking, isn't it? And I really don't – I'm uncomfortable with the way – that politics infiltrates, well, maybe it doesn't infiltrate. You know, it's all, everything's connected, so you can't say it infiltrates. But the way that it exposes core beliefs. Because if we say that we are about love and unity, and then we let politics divide us, are we really? I think that is a way of seeing into your shadow and seeing what provokes you and what you respond to and you know, I've been saying way more than I probably should have about that. Um, I don't really care. I don't care what people do. I don't care what people think. You know, if it's working for you, great. Because I really, truly do believe in complementary duality. And there's a time to be in the light. There's a time to be in the dark. And it's all good. It's all about balance. And if I can learn something, fabulous from somebody else. I mean, and if nobody's willing to say what they think, then we can't learn from each other. So I'm willing to hear anybody. Um, But one of the things that I heard was about, well, I'm not even going to go there because it's not about picking a fight and outing anybody or any of that. So let me just talk about the the result, okay? So there's, I'm sure you've heard the Cherokee, I don't even know if it's a Cherokee story, but it's it's being passed around like it is a Cherokee story, of the grandfather and his um, grandson, and the grandfather is telling him, you know, there are two wolves inside of you. And one is angry and mean and hurtful. And the other one is good and kind and sweet. And they're fighting. And the, the little boy says, well, which one will win, granddaddy? And grandpa says, the one you feed. Absolutely true. So if you're sitting there in anxiety and fear, guess what? That's infectious. So it's going to grow in you. It's going to grow in the environment. It's it's just, it is, it always is because of the yin and the yang. 
whatever exists there, there's its opposite, always. So where do you want to stand? You know, you can look at anything and decide it's this or that, and you're right. Or you can change your mind and see the other side. You're still right. Same coin, two sides, same coin. That's what I'm talking about. So if, okay, so what do you want to do with that? Let's say that you're seeing all this strife and pain and this and that, and that exists, not denying it. If that's hurting you, that fire inside of you, fire energy, you know what that's about? It's about doing something. So how about doing something about it? You can help somebody. And helping somebody is not about pointing fingers and blaming and calling other people out. It's about you. That's why we have sovereignty first. What are you going to do about the feelings that are hurting you? If it makes you feel better to protest, protest. If it makes you feel better to write a poem, write a poem. If it makes you feel better to call somebody else out, I'm like, wait a minute. Look at yourself first. (laughs) If something's pinging you about somebody else, look at yourself first. That's why you're reacting to it, because there's something in you that's not addressed. Call that projecting. Everybody's everybody else. Everybody's a mirror for everybody else. And that is what really keeps me balanced. That's what I do. So I'm not like saying, hey, y'all do this. <laughs> this is what I do. So if it helps you do the same thing. When I'm pinged, I'm like, okay, what's in this for me? And sometimes it's really, 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 really hard because it looks like the other person is just being the biggest jerk ever. How could this have anything to do with me and the way that I'm seeing things? But if you look hard enough, I promise you, you will see it. And lots of things have been tweaking me lately. So I've been doing this a lot. <laughs> so I'm not talking abstractly. You know, it, it helps. It really, really, really helps. So some, all I'm going to say about that, if the election's bothering you, I don't know what's going to happen. Some Somebody's going to win. <laughs> I don't think a whole lot's going to change, honestly. It hasn't forever. We've been a two-party system forever. Not a whole lot changes. Um, but we can be the change. We can be the change by leading with love. We uh, influence so many people. How many How many do you have in your sphere of influence? If you have kids, all of them, certainly. If you uh, have a workplace, you have influence there. If you um, have a family, you have influence there. So let's say that you influence two people, just two, to be more loving today. Makes your life better, doesn't it? Just for one day? What if you did that again and again and again and again? Have a good day every day. Is that enough? No, just two people. And they go out and do it to two other people and two other people. That's how pyramid schemes <laughs> get started. You know, you get to, what does it say? Each one teach one. Do that. So another thing that pinged me, <laughs> I'm going to keep it moving, right, um, is about costumes. So um, lots of people were in costume for Halloween. That's what we do, right? And it doesn't bother me at all if somebody dresses up as a farmer or a nurse or a Cambodian farmer or a geisha because it's a costume. It's a role for Halloween. So I don't get upset about the cultural appropriation thing when it's in that context because it's just for fun. It's not like you're making fun of people. You're just dressing up and having a little fun, right? Um, But one thing that I don't particularly like, and this is my tweak, so I'll I'll take responsibility for that, is when um, people call 
other people's clothes costumes. A costume is something that you wear on Halloween. It is not your everyday clothes. It's not your ritual clothes. It's not your ceremonial clothes. And it is really disrespectful to wear ceremonial clothes in a non-sacred environment, particularly if you don't know what you're doing. Um, I saw, this is kind of the same thing, kind of a different thing. So when, when we have ceremonial clothes, generally speaking, this is not always true, but generally speaking, a lot of thought goes into its creation. So what is it made out of? What does it look like? Sometimes the what does it look like is traditional. So something's handed down from family to family. Your clan is part of your clan. Maybe it's the colors. Maybe it's the a way that it's adorned. Maybe it's the pattern. That it's, like if it's a, a woven thing, you know, the pattern that, like a, like a tartan. Um, and you can identify the clan by the, the weave or something like that. So you just can't, when you go and you just, Oh, I'm gonna make this thing, or I'm gonna buy this thing. It's it's like, okay, number one, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> There's a whole lot that goes into it, and if you just take it and don't give it the reverence and respect, but it's like what I was talking about in, in my YouTube video. I have two YouTube videos about unnaming. You're unnaming things, and if you're in a position of having more power, then you can just erase it. That's the, there's a lot of consequence that goes along with that. So I saw um, the selling of sacred artifacts on eBay the other day. Uh, sacred artifacts from my culture. So this is why it's like, um, and the way that the, the description of it, the way that it was being sold, told me absolutely that the seller had no idea what he was doing. So this was a object that was enlivened with. Um, one of them was enlivened with a god. So the god lives in the, which is totally idolatry, but the the god lives in the object and is there as a protector for the family. You can't just sell that. That's that. There's a lot of responsibility that goes along with having that. You have to care for that. It's a god. <laughs> it's not a god, but it's it's imbo- the object is embodied with the god. And the other thing was, um, it kind of it just hurts so much to even talk about this. It's just wow. Um, the other thing was was it's kind of the same thing, but instead of a god, it was the ancestors. So the it wasn't a shrine, but it was something like a shrine where the object was in embodied with the spirit of the ancestors, and it was being sold online. You can't just buy and sell somebody's ancestors. If you have an object like that, it requires care. You can't just go out and make one in China and just that that's definitely not the same thing because usually these things are hand carved and they're done with detail and love and every single stroke that goes into it is a prayer. It's sacred. And I I see a lot of people um doing a lot of people are drawn to animism and and because of the um, connection i think the connection to the land the connection to each other the connection to spirits 
And when you do these kinds of things, you, you're killing the connection that you say you want by, through your ignorance. So animism is for everybody. Everybody is welcome. But if you're not within your own culture and you're not doing something that you don't know about, then my suggestion is kind of, you know, hang back and learn. Be careful what you're doing. And God knows I've made mistakes too. You know, I have traveled all over the world. I go to, I love going to other cultures, any cultures, modern or not, um, Eastern, Western, doesn't matter to me, and, and kind of getting to know the people. And made a lot of mistakes, made a lot of assumptions. So I'm not speaking this like I'm holier than thou, but when it's your culture that's being destroyed and you see your culture for sale and your culture being unnamed, erased, cheapened by mass manufacturing and people who who have more power who just come in and sell stuff and talk about your people like they know what they're talking about and they don't know what they're talking about. And then, then they're, because of their voice is louder, that becomes the truth, the new truth. And that's not cool, man. Not cool. So I talked about a lot of stuff. I have a video on YouTube. It says, come on. It's, I think the title is, come on, disagree with me. Totally invite you to disagree with me. Show me another side. This is what talking circles are about. It's about talking about your own experience so that we can understand each other, so that we can hear each other, so that we can exist in the same space peacefully. I don't have the only experience in the world. I don't have the right experience in the world. All I have is mine. You know, my my feelings are not the only feelings. And so if I don't ever hear your side, then I can't understand your side. So we here at Pan Society give a voice to everybody. And I know that's not always easy to hear because the, everybody's lived a different life. You know, some things have happened to you that are really hurtful and are still painful. Some things have happened to other people that are still painful, and it's hard to hear people talk about it because it brings up that pain inside of you. But unless we can tolerate that, we can never be at peace with ourselves, at peace with each other. And there is a big picture. If we don't see the big picture, we're never going to get out of the small picture. And that's what we mean by sovereignty and connection. Sovereignty is the me. Connection is the we. It's not easy to be in a place where both of those things exist in balance. That's what we're striving for. That's why we're here. So you may be here and you hear somebody say something. You're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe they said that. (laughs) It's going to happen. Trust me. Maybe I'll do that. Um, But what we're not going to do is tolerate abuse. We're not going to let somebody hit you, attack you, that kind of stuff. That's not cool. We've got to have respect. We've got to have mutual love. Um, and I hope that that we're creating that. If we're not, let us know. Give us your suggestions on what we can do better. I'm totally open to that because we have a vision for Pan Society. And we need different types of people and we need to hear different types of voices and things that are just totally off the wall. I love off the wall stuff. Um, and even though I come across as really strong and opinionated, like I know what I'm talking about, I will turn on the dime if you give me some uh, other information that I hadn't considered before. I really like doing that. And I like encouraging you to do that. You know, stay flexible like water. I talked about that recently too. So do appreciate you listening. If you want to deepen your practice of animism, 
come and join us on our private Facebook group. Let's chat. Let's get to know each other. There's all kinds of things in this world I've never seen before, never heard about before. I'd love to. Love to learn from you. Love to uh, help everybody expand and grow. So let's just do that together. And we'll get through this election thing, this COVID thing, um, better than we were when we came in. That's my goal. So sending gratitude to the elements and our loving, helping ancestors for being here. I thank all of you for joining us on this edition of Modern Animism Radio. And please consider donating as we do need your financial and emotional support. And if you would like to donate, you can do that on our website at pansociety.net. Thanks so much for being here. I'm Laura Giles for Pan Society. See you next week.